And welcome to this week's episode of the Football and More podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Hammerman. And every week we talk about football. Sometimes we talk about more. This week's a little bit different. Uh, first of all, Happy New Year to everyone. I was actually in Florida for the entirety of last week. And it was absolutely lovely. And going back to New York, where everything is cold and everything is rainy, not an ideal situation for me. But anyway, I don't have a guest this week. This is going to be a guestless week. This is going to be a shorter podcast. And I'm actually going to start off with the more before we talk about the football. I'm going to go through all the wild card weekend games and give you my quick thoughts on each of those matchups. But first... I wanted to let you know something really cool that I came up with a couple of days ago and I've been playing around with for a while. Um, For those of you who are old draft Twitter, back in the ancient days of 2014, you might remember that I did something on on Google Hangout. It was called Group Film Study, where I would have a draft breakdown video opened and my own chat window opened in a Google Hangout along with some other people. And we would watch the draft breakdown video and talk about it. And Google Hangout was not exactly ideal for video capture of that way. It was very difficult to do. It was very cumbersome. And it was fun to try. People seemed to really like it. I remember we got like around 8 or 10 people each time, which I thought was a pretty good number. Um, But I'm going to try to... Bring that back, except this time we actually have a platform that specializes in exactly what I want to do, and that platform is Twitch. So, I've made a Twitch channel, and working getting some more RAM for my computer, which I want to have just in case, because my computer's processing power is a little bit questionable at times, but once I get that, I am going to give this a try, and try to do some live streaming of draft breakdown videos, we can do chat We can talk about it within the chat. I'll be giving you my live thoughts. And I think it'll be a really good way as we get closer to draft season to talk about some of these prospects, to rewatch these games, and to do something different. I'm all about trying new things. Um, If you are interested, if you want to know more, I'll be tweeting about it on Twitter a lot. Um, If you have any prospects you want me to look at, just shoot them over. And I'll add them to my list. I'm happy to look at any prospects you want as long as they have videos on Draft Breakdown. And hopefully, as long as they have videos in 2016. I don't love looking at old tape. I don't find it to be totally useful at times. But I will make do with whatever suggestions you may have. And otherwise, I'll be making my own list. Maybe we'll do a different position every single day. I think I'm going to try to aim to do it about once a week once I get started. Uh, Maybe a little bit more sparing. Maybe if people really don't like it and don't find it valuable, we'll end up focusing on other things. But I'm all about trying new things. So I think this will be a really cool thing to try. And I'm excited that you might be here to try it along with me. So tune in for more updates on that on either my Twitter or on this podcast. And now let's go to the game. So we have our wildcard weekend sorted We're going to start in the AFC, then move to the NFC. I'm pretty much just going to give you my quick thoughts on the matchups and who I think is going to win. Um, Yeah, these games aren't very good. There's pretty much one very good game and then three games that are just not going to be super entertaining. Although, actually, um, I think that in the AFC, there is one of the two matchups that could be a little better than people give it credit for. And we're going to get to that second. 
first we're going to talk about Houston, Oakland. Now, both these teams are very deficient at the quarterback position right now. Not Oakland's fault, of course. Uh, they lost Derek Carr to injury. Connor Cook is going to be starting for them. And Connor Cook is interesting because I can actually talk a little bit authoritatively on Connor Cook. He's someone who I watched a lot of film of last year. And Connor Cook is interesting against the Houston defense because where Connor Cook would get into a lot of trouble at times in college is he had issues seeing disguises in coverage. Whenever there were players who were shading under receivers or any type of deception in the back seven, he would struggle. Now, the Texans are a team that has some really talented players on defense, but I'm not sure that they have the speed at linebacker or the cornerbacks to really affect Cook as much as some other teams could. I think if Cook was playing, say, the Steelers, he would be up for a really tough fight because the Steelers are really well equipped to defend against Connor Cook. Now, what the Raiders are probably going to try to do is control the ball at the run game, which is hard against a fairly good Houston defense, and maybe some short passes to the likes of Michael Crabtree as well. Houston's going to be starting Brock Osweiler, and this Oakland secondary hasn't been great this year, and they have been very, very up and down. And while Oakland does have a good pass rush, I'm a little bit skeptical that they're going to be able to contain the likes of DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller for the entire game. Now, I'm not saying this game is going to be high scoring. It's going to be a slog. It's going to be rough. It's going to be probably pretty painful to watch. I think, gun to my head, I would pick Houston just because of the home field advantage. However, I would not be shocked if Oakland wins this game. I think Houston wins 16-13 right now. But if Oakland were to pull something off, if Connor Cook goes and has a fairly good performance, I think his stats are going to be slightly better than people will necessarily think they're going to be. They could totally win this game. Now, moving on to the Dolphins and the Steelers. This game, people forget that the Dolphins won that game earlier this year, and I know that it seems like the Dolphins aren't quite in the position that they were before, but seeing them play last week against the Patriots, that defense isn't very good, but they definitely have a lot of weapons and offense, and I don't think Pittsburgh's defense is very good either. It's going to be a weird back-and-forth matchup. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people expect, and I think it's going to be a little bit more high-scoring than people expect. The thing about the Steelers is that Ben Roethlisberger has not played as well this year as I've wanted him to play. He definitely doesn't look 100%. And in the past couple of weeks, he's shown some glimmers. You know, he has Antonio Brown. Le'Veon Bell is a top three running back in the league and might be the best running back in the league. Eli Rogers has really, really stepped up. And the Dolphins don't have any cornerbacks. Byron Maxwell is pretty much a scratch now. He's he's pretty much done. And Tony Lippett is someone who I really like, but he he has a ways to go. And I don't think he matches up well with any of these receivers. And Xavier Howard has gotten a lot of hype this year, but he's also someone who more of a straight-line speed guy. He's not someone who's going to be able to stick with an Eli Rogers or an Antonio Brown when they're doing some crazy cuts. I think that Pittsburgh wins this game just because they're too strong on offense. I think that this Miami team, um, they did beat Pittsburgh earlier this year, but 
the one place where Pittsburgh wasn't firing at all cylinders was on offense in that game. Uh, that was a game where Roethlisberger had an uncharacteristically bad game, and I believe he also got hurt. So I think that Pittsburgh is going to come back. I think they're going to win like 27 to 13. And I think that we're going to end up seeing them play Kansas City and Houston play New England, which is great for New England. So I mean, I'd be totally happy with those results. Moving on to the NFC, Detroit-Seattle. This is a weird game between two really, really weird teams. Seattle has not been playing well recently. Uh, they were a mess toward the end of the Niners game this past week. Missing Earl Thomas is really bad on offense. Their receivers are not 100% because they're missing Tyler Lockett. Paul Richardson does provide a little bit of a stretch to the field type of receiver, but he's not the kind of guy who uh, is quite as dangerous as the likes of Tyler Lockett. Doug Baldwin's reliable. Uh, he's still a little bit questionable, and the running game is still something that we don't really know what's going to happen. Now, the X factor, funnily enough, for that offensive game plan for the Seahawks is a certain running back named C.J. Procise. And Procise is a guy who, when he played the Patriots, um, he really, really looked good. He was a factor in the pass game. He ran the ball really hard. And he's someone who was one of my top five running backs this past year. I wonder if Procise is going to play in this game because it sounds like he's getting a little bit healthier. Of course, at the time of this recording, I'm saying that, but it's possible that by the time this comes out, he is out, which would be very unfortunate. Um, I think if Procise plays, Seattle is in a much better position than if he doesn't. Because he's someone who forces the Detroit linebackers to have to cover a little bit more aggressively. And he can open up that entire offense and give Russell Wilson a lot more room to work. I think if Procise plays, the Seahawks win by two scores. If he doesn't play, I still think the Seahawks win. But the game is going to be closer than people expect. Detroit, for all of their issues, especially down the stretch, because they peaked a little bit too soon this year, uh, they have a lot of talent. I think Matt Stafford's had a great year. I think that their receivers are very good. And it wouldn't shock me if you see a Marvin Jones end up getting behind the defense for a deep shot at some point this game. Uh, they have issues in the run game, which I think plays into Seattle's hand because Seattle, ever since losing Earl Thomas, uh, it's been an issue and they've had to focus on both the run and the pass game. I think that only having to focus on the pass game here is going to help them. And then defensively, while there are some good pieces there in Detroit, Kerry Hyder being a very distinct one along with Darius Slay, uh, they don't have the people to match up well with Seattle, in my opinion. The one thing to keep an eye out for is if Hyder and that front four can generate some pressure on Russell Wilson. The pass rush has not been great for the Lions this year, but if they can step it up and do something a little bit different maybe they're able to pull off an upset. Until then, though, I'm going to have to go with the Seahawks. Finally, Packers-Giants, and this is a great game. The Packers are playing really, really well. The Giants are also playing really, really well. It's going to be quite a challenge. And Ben McAdoo, uh, you know he's out for blood. You know Aaron Rodgers is more locked in than any player in football right now. Here's the thing about the Giants, though, and it really pains me to say this. 
this Giants team is better than either Super Bowl team. And it's very, very scary to see how they've gotten better on defense over the course of the season. The defense is not the weak point for the Giants right now. They have the best cornerback in football in um, Janoris Jenkins. They have a great safety in Landon Collins. And quietly, UConn's own Andrew Adams has been playing extremely well, too. Dominic Rogers cromartie is filling the second cornerback role admirably. The linebackers aren't phenomenal, but they're doing a good enough job to, to just fill their roles. And that defensive line, they can get after the quarterback and they can stop the run. Uh, Jonathan Hankins, Big Snacks, Damon Harrison, Jason Pierre-Paul, Olivier Vernon. This team might be the best team in the NFC, and they're only the fifth seed in this playoffs. And I think that they're going to give Aaron Rodgers a lot of trouble, because that Green Bay offensive line's not very good. Green Bay still can't run the ball. Green Bay has some receivers, but, I mean, these cornerbacks are pretty good. They're better than I thought they were going to be. And that's going to be tough for Green Bay to figure out. Now, on the other side of the ball, it's all about Eli. Eli could totally throw up a stinker, because that's what Eli does. If he doesn't throw up a stinker, though, he has Odell Beckham, who, in my opinion, is the best receiver in football right now. And, I mean, I put him third on my MVP ballot, my personal MVP ballot. That's hypothetical, since I don't actually have a vote. I think that he is going to be someone who Green Bay can't cover. I don't know what Green Bay is going to do, because whoever you put on him, I think he can beat them in any facet of the game. Then you have Victor Cruz, you have Sterling Shepard. Green Bay does have a pass rush, and New York's offensive line is a little bit questionable. I think that they can keep it close by getting some pressure and bringing some interesting blitzes. But I think that the Giants are poised to pull this upset. I have the Giants winning 27-24. I think it's going to be a really close game but I think the Giants can go into Lambeau and pull it off. So that gives us the Giants facing the Cowboys, which is not what Dallas wanted, and Seattle Atlanta, which I think plays really well for Atlanta. I think Atlanta, if they can make it to a final against the Giants, I think that they could be in a really good position to make the Super Bowl. I think the Giants could be as well. The Giants could not have gotten a better draw either, because I'm not sure that the Cowboys are going to beat them after they lost to them twice this year. But Atlanta also has to be hoping that they're able to get the Giants. That would be a really good matchup for them. That's it for this edition of Football and More. I know it's short. I know it's sweet. Enjoy the games this week. Enjoy the new year. I hope it's off to a great start. And until next time, I'll talk to you later.